Welcome to the Trade Table on SIN 90.7 for all you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table. Hello and welcome to the trade table on SIN 90.7. We've got our second draft episode up and about. We don't have Harrison here. We don't have Billy here either, but we've got Matt Barmer from AFL Draft Central. How are you, mate? Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. No worries. No worries at all. We'll get. We'll kick straight into it. Um, talking about your uh, your top thirty that you pumped out. I think that was October nineteen. Is that all right? Is that right? Yeah, no, the October rankings. So we're winding down. There's just fifteen days to the draft. So uh, yeah, nearly there. Yeah, yes, yes, indeedy. And uh, you have Cam Rayner at number one. A lot of people. Well, not a lot of people. Some would disagree. What are your, What are your thoughts on him? Where is he going to go? You reckon? Yeah, Cam's had an interesting year. Uh, a few injuries late. Yeah, I think he had a broken thumb, uh, the knee issue that kept him out of the, the NAB AFL draft combine. So it's sort of hard to get a read on him. He missed out on the uh, NAB AFL under-18 All-Stars game and obviously Western Jets didn't make finals. So, uh, But Cam started the year well, had a really good under-18 championships and uh, he's probably the best player in it. But uh, there's question marks on his endurance, and and that'll be a question mark for Brisbane, I'm sure, no doubt. I was just going to ask that. He didn't, he, as you said, he didn't test at the combine and didn't exactly impress with his uh, beep test results earlier in the year. Do you think that's going to affect him, or probably into his first three years of footy? Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, he ran an 11-10 beep test. It was in uh, tack up preseason testing, so there's no real data on him since then. I think his GPS stuff is not too bad. Speaking to a few clubs, but. Um, yeah, will it affect him? I think he'll start, obviously, as a forward mid, but the question mark on everyone's lips will be, will he be a full-time mid? Um, I think if he plays that Christian Petrarca, Robbie Gray role, it's probably not going to make much difference, but, mm. I mean, it has to increase. There's no doubt about that, but um, he's got plenty of pre-season work to do, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's the dusty comparisons there for Rayner. Do you see it? Do you think he could be the next Dustin Martin? I think the Dustin Martin comparison sort of came about through the, you know, likes the fend-off, the don't argue. And the hair as well, the yeah. shade sides. No, exactly. But um, does he play like him? Probably not. Dusty ran a 13-13 beep, I think it was, back in his draft year. So he had the endurance factor and he was good running defensively and he ran around the ground. And we haven't probably seen that from Rayner with the endurance side of things. So, um, yes, in a sense, they are the same. But I'll, as I said before, I think the Robbie Gray, Christian Petrarca is a better comparison for him. Yeah, fair enough. And some that uh, many have tipped to be the number one pick, you've got at number two, Luke Davies, Uniac out of uh, Dandenong. Tell us a bit about him. Yeah, Luke's had a good year. He started the year on fire for Haileybury College. I watched him kick five goals and have 30-odd disposals. Well, it might have been six um, up against Brighton Grammar uh, down at their ground earlier in the year. And since then, his school footy is really good. Uh, had 30-odd disposals and a fair few of them. And then he got to the champs and he sort of, He's carrying a bit of a shoulder niggle and mm. sort of affected him somewhat. His contested possession numbers were a bit down and um, he missed out on the All-Australian team. Yeah, but I was going to say that as well. He was a little... Was, do you think he was a little bit stiff there? I mean, he still had a decent uh, championships. Yeah, I mean, he had a pretty good carnival, but um, you can sort of see why he didn't, sort of why he didn't, I suppose. But mm. um, that's not the end of the world. I think kids have missed out before and they still become good, yeah, very exactly good footballers. Right. It's just that, you know, for those four weeks, he didn't play that well and... A lot of clubs asked Jack Bowes last year why he made the um, All-Australian team after not a great champ. So, mm. yeah, look, he was all right. And then the second half of the year, he's pretty quiet. He sort of struggled a little bit, returned back to school footy. And then the last couple of games with Danny Young Stingrays are pretty poor and then got to the finals oh. and uh, was a sort of a different Luke Davies-Uniak. Maybe it was because Cam had been injured and 
Paddy Dow was injured as well. They and then Bang finals. thought, here's, here's the chance. Here's yeah, my exactly. Chance. And he turned things around. And that finals performance at uh, Victoria Park, it was, yeah. when we were watching. Um, yeah, he played very well that yeah, day. That was, he was outstanding. He turned the game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And that was when Danny and I came after half time. And yeah. uh, him and Hunter Clark worked very well. And I think Luke had 10 disposals in the last quarter, a fair few clearances. And look, he probably played his best game of the year right towards the end. And. Um, yeah, he's put his hand up for pick number one consideration, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we move on to pick three now. Um, you've got Adam Chera here. He's been out for half the year with injury. What, what's your justification for him at three? Yeah, I remember watching Adam as a 16-year-old, sort of the same year as Jaden Stevenson, who we'll probably get to a bit later, that yeah, for sure. um, played for the Eastern Rangers in, as under-16s in 2015 and played in that grand final. Um, Adam played a bit across half-back and on the outside that day, but... Um, since then, last year he had a knee injury, so he didn't play a lot of footy. This year he was really good early for Wesley College and a few of the games I saw him play for Eastern, he was very impressive. Um, he missed the game, I think it was the 20th anniversary AFL Academy match and he wasn't in the AFL Academy. And You sort of look at it again like Andy McGrath last year, Tim Tarano, the first two picks went in the uh, AFL Academy, but um, Adam Sherr in the same boat. He was yeah. not in the Academy, but just some of his early season games and the way he went about his football, he's a smooth mover, kicks it pretty well on his right foot, glides through the stoppages, can play inside, outside, and yeah, he's one I've really liked, but be interested to see what clubs make him, because he missed a lot of footy, that shoulder injury um, kept him out for a few months and obviously didn't test at the combine. Yeah, I was, I was thinking if he can slip to four, he's a perfect fit for North. I mean, with his combination of ball use and also his ability to win it on the inside, I've it's a perfect fit for them. But you've got Paddy Dow there at uh, number four. He's one of the ones that they're saying is in that top three bracket with Rayner and Davies Uniac. Uh, tell us a bit about Paddy. Yeah, Paddy's been an interesting one. He's probably only at four just due to the fact I haven't gone down Geelong Grammar and watched him too much. Yeah. Watch a bit of his school, <laughs> watch a bit of his school footy vision the other week. And uh, there's a really good passage where uh, Joe Griffiths, I think it is from Geelong Grammar, wins the tap and Dow rows it, runs forward, sprints about 25 metres and hits up a target inside 50. And, mm. He had some pretty impressive games there. It's hard to tag the inside types, and Geelong Grammar weren't the greatest of footy teams, and they had some good players, but uh, Dow played some really good football there, and then it was probably the game up at uh, Mars Stadium where Dow had, I think it was 32 disposals, and was mighty impressive against uh, Dan Ong Stingray, I think it might have been, and uh, he was really good that day, and then since then didn't play. Or might, sorry, mm, it was Gibson yeah. Power he played against, and Hasn't played since that day, but that was really impressive. Uh, a lot of people sort of had him pegged as probably that one number one pick. Had uh, inside speed, and a lot of clubs have sort of compared him to Paddy Dangerfield, so he's got that burst yeah. of speed. And That's a pretty good person to be compared to, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, of course. And so, yeah, Paddy's pretty damaging. His kicking could be cleaned up a bit, but, uh, yeah, inside work, very good. Speaking of um, a great kick, you've got Nicholas Caulfield here from uh, the Northern Knights. He had a uh, very good on grand final day at the G when it mattered most. Well, um, where do you think he plays at AFL level? Half back, or do you reckon he could slot into a midfield role? Yeah, I think with Nick, that I think that you got to look long term for him. He's still 192 centimeters. I think he te- came in at the combine, and he he will probably get to that inside midfield role. But his contested possession numbers will need to increase. But that'll come, no doubt. Um, Northern Knights probably used him across half back a fair bit because just a really good link up man, kicks it well. Um, on uh, grand final days, you mentioned he had five rebound or six rebound fifties coming out of defensive 50. So it, he uses it well. He's someone you want the ball in his hands, and that's probably the main one. So he, we're finishing with 15 disposals, five rebounds, and five marks that day. It was pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Charlie Constable, uh, you got him at six. Uh, do you see him playing defence or in that uh, inside midfield role? Yeah, I think the boys call him Chook, but I think, yeah. Ch- I think Chook will probably end up in the... Uh, 
you know, it'd be interesting to see where he ends up. Probably maybe in the teens. Could mm. almost get to Brisbane at 15. Clubs will get put off by that speed, and that's probably the issue with him. But it's not too bad. It's only sort of 3.1, so it's around the average. But um, he's sort of the way he plays. He's not quick, but, geez, football IQ is through the roof, and he's one of the better players through the midfield. And I think that's where he'll finish up. He might start as a general defender, but I think long-term and early on in his career, inside midfield's his go. Paddy Cripps is the great comparison. Neither are quick, but both are very yeah. good on the inside and win the contest. Wouldn't like Paddy Cripps in your midfield, that's for sure. And But... Collingwood fans, a lot of them, especially here on Trade Radio and stuff like that, they're calling out for a uh, key position player. If they were to go a key position player, who would you be picking at six? It's a hard one for Collingwood because there's not too many key position tools. Mm. Everyone sort of likes Noah Bolter. He's pretty flashy, but is he consistent enough to take him that early? Then there's Jared Brander, who I probably thought start of the year was going to be pick one. And he's yeah, sort of a lot faded. of people had him top five. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's probably faded a bit throughout the year and sort of where does he best play is he a forward is he a back and there's plenty of question marks there but uh, the only probably tall in that range is Aaron Norton from WA and uh, do they take him I think he's in the mix certainly um, Frio could take him at five I wouldn't expect it but uh, yeah Norton good key position defender played waffle league footy so uh, he's already played against the bigger bodies yeah, and, and he and he was at Peel Thunder as well where which is Frio's affiliate club so I mean it would be a good fit he knows the players there but whether he is picked up that early remains to be seen. Um, at seven, you've got uh, Jaden Stevenson. So Saints have two picks here, seven and eight. So you reckon they're going to go for that uh, outside run type in uh, Jaden Stevenson? Yeah, I think Stevenson's uh, one of those type of players that can sort of be anything here. Start of the year as a sort of a third tall forward and hit like Cherry in that under-16, uh, under as an under-16 in the grand final mm. for Easton in 2015. He was very impressive. Oh, he was outstanding, wasn't he? Yeah, those lead-up marks, kick three. Um, he was really impressive that year. And I saw him, wasn't only the grand final, he played well, but sort of later in the year that year, he was pretty impressive. He sort of moved a bit to an outside mid in the second latter half of the season. He had a really good day at... Uh, Eddie had stadium. I think he had 28 disposals, kicked five, five goals, goals against, five? <laughs> yeah, against South Australia and their big win for the Metro. But that was probably the making of him, I reckon. I know his kicking could be cleaned up a little bit, but uh, yeah, his inside work's improved. I've still got him at sort of seven because I'm not 100% sure. I like my outside midfielders of, mm. as a sort of a draft watcher. I like them that kick the ball well. Yeah. And Stevenson's, yeah, okay. But yeah. yeah. He was, he, he was out, he was, he stole the show on grand final today, didn't, didn't he? In the uh, All Stars game, he was amazing. Yeah, he did, and uh, you know his numbers back that up. When you play a game like him, and on grand final day in front of you know, probably as many people as you expect, yeah. having twenty two disposals, eight marks, four inside fifties, three rebound fifties, it's it's pretty good numbers on the outside. And yeah. his ball use on grand final day, yeah, you know, it was probably the best he's been. You know, yeah. ten out of his thirteen kicks were effective, and you know, five tackles as well, kicked four goals or three goals. So, you know, he couldn't have done much more in the last game of the year. Yeah, for sure. And another whose um, draft probably position has risen, his draft stocks have risen since the combine especially, Andrew Brayshaw uh, from uh, Sandringham. Tell us a bit about him. Yeah, and he's had a really good year. And you watch him at school footy when you're watching uh, LDU and you're watching Chook and you're watching Oscar Claverino and a few it's, others. It's an all-star squad, isn't it? It yeah. is. And you know, there's no, re- no surprise that Halebury won the APS yeah. Schoolboy Premiership. Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, Andy's a good player. Wins the ball. Wins a contested footy, which is important for a player at 184 centimetres and 82 kilos. He just probably flies under the radar a bit. Mm. Just maybe his impact and how much notice you see him during the game. But you look at the stats after the game, and he's had 25, five clearances, five tackles, and four inside 50s. He makes his disposals count, I think. And uh, he's pretty effective going forward. His kicking efficiency in the under-18 champs was 100%. 
I think he was one of only two or three that did that. So uh, he had a bit of a quad issue, which kept him out of all four games for Metro. But uh, his two final games in Victoria are really good. And I think he'll be one that could probably play a bit of senior footy last year. He's got the endurance. Uh, he was first in the yo-yo test uh, with 22.4 and was fourth in the 2K time trial as well. All right, um, move on to Joe Brandon. We've, uh, we've touched on him a bit. We'll move on to pick 10, Sam Hayes. This could be a little bit higher for him. There is, you know, there's always, you know, bit, bit, it's a bit taboo to pick uh, Ruckman early, you know, ever since we've seen, you know, the likes of Matt Cruiser maybe not go on to justify that number one pick. Tell us a bit about Sam Hayes because he's uh, been one of the leading Ruck, ruck prospects for the last couple of years. Yes, yeah, so I've got Sam ranked at about 10 at the moment. Um, the final rankings sort of will come out over the next few weeks. Mm. But, um, yeah, he, good ruck work, positions himself well. Probably coming into the season, a few clubs might have thought he'd get that key position forward because last year he played in the under-18 champs up forward, kicked three goals, I think it was, against uh, the Allies that would have been at Etihad Stadium. And, uh, yeah, he's probably more gone into ruck work this year, but on grand final day played more forward. So but still it's a bit of a toss-up. I think he'll get into the teens, and as we saw... Uh, Tim English last year, who, someone I rated in well yeah. inside my top 10 that went sort of towards the went 20s. To 19. Yeah, yeah. so Bulldogs. Um, Hayes, where does he go? He might go Richmond at 17, 20, 25. They're a fair few picks. Yeah, they need a Ruckman, don't they? I mean, yeah, I think they'll look to try and bring one in. I don't think it's a huge need. I mean, you're always looking to add a few Ruckman onto your list, but you can get a quality one a bit later, and I think they've had a bit of interest in Scott Jones from the Waffles, so there's a chance there. But, um, yeah, look, Tim... Sorry, Sam needs to improve his running and his endurance, and I think he knows that. But, uh, yeah, he's, his results at the combine weren't flattering, so uh, he'll have to work hard in the preseason for that. Yeah, he's one I really like when, I, when I've gone down and watched Easton. I mean, he just he has a knack for winning the footy around the ground. He can follow up really well, I guess, and I guess it is just building up that fitness base otherwise, you know, for him to be that elite ruckman. Uh, we'll move on to eleven. Jack, Jack Higgins, uh, Mr. Football, Mr. Mr. Dedicated. Uh, tell us a bit about him, Matty. Yes, Jack's had a full year concentrating on footy. He left a bit controversial decision at the start of the year, leaving Crawford Grammar, and he's just focused the full year on footy. And he's worked with his strength and conditioning coach, and he's worked, you know, in the AFL, doing a bit with the umpiring department earlier in the year. But, um, yeah, he's an interesting one. He probably played more inside midfield at the start of the year, and... It's always a tough one when you're 177.8 yeah. centimetres. You're going to play that level at AFL. And <clears throat> I don't think so for Jack. And they probably realised that after the chance where he was pretty good. You know, his clearance works good and his quick hands are outstanding. But he finished the year playing small forward, kicked seven against Bendigo. It was an impressive day that day, but Bendigo didn't put up a fight. But <laughs> he could have kicked 10 if he didn't come off with his shoulder injury. Yeah, he went off, what, three-quarter time, didn't he? Yeah, just before. And that probably stopped him kicking 10, maybe 12. Uh, he could have kept going really yeah. that day. He was on fire and then obviously won the Morris medal as the best player in the Tack Cup. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. I think, you know, anywhere from sort of 9 to 19 for him, it's just a hard one because, you know, do you spend a high pick on a small forward yeah. and he doesn't have elite speed. Like, um, you look at Richmond a few years ago, I probably questioned it taking Dan Rioli that early, but he's it's got... paid dividends. It has paid dividends, but he had elite speed, elite agility, and that's probably two areas that Jack might lack a bit. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a bit of a toss-up for clubs and be interested to see where he goes. He does have some very good ball use, though, on both feet. And is it? do you think he is one who could play some senior footy next year? I think he could. I think he's got a few things to work on. But, um, yeah, he could be in the mix. He'd be one of a few that you'd say that, you know, he's got the smarts and he's got the ability to. But pre-season will be a big bearing on who plays and yeah. what club he goes to, I suppose. All right, moving on to one who's probably one of the biggest goers in the... Uh, in the in the comp, uh, Hunter Clark. 
he you know he has a red hot dip at it whether he's playing uh, inside mid or as a defender. Tell us a bit about him. Yeah, it's a funny one, Hunter. I wasn't a huge fan coming into the season. He sort of played a half back last year in the under eighteen championships, and his ball use could have been a lot better. His clang account was you know average, and as I said to you before, I like players that play on the outside that kick mm. the ball really well. Um, I don't like it when they butcher the ball because especially if you butcher the ball off halfback, it's a big turnover thing. And uh, we saw Sam Powell Pepper do that in his draft uh, bottom age year in 2015. It would have been where well, he played off halfback for Western Australia, the champs, and butchered the ball a few times. So in his draft year, he had to play that attacking half-forward midfield role. And yeah. it's not as bad there because if you're butchering it inside 50, at least it's getting inside 50. But mm. So that's why I wasn't a big fan of Clark. But since he's gone inside midfield, and I was a big fan of it, I watched this game... Might have been against the Northern Knights, so I can't remember who it was, but uh, he was super on the inside. Yeah. yeah and sure. Yeah, I think, look, that's how I think his role will be at the next level, and I was really pleased with how he went about it uh, in the elimination final where he had a round high, 16 tackles, yeah. 24 disposals, 15 contested, nine clearances and five inside 50s. Yeah. Moving on now to pick 13. This is probably one that, you know, could, could go anywhere. Noah Bolter, bit of a... Maybe a slider in some people's eyes, but he definitely has the talent. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I'm not sure whether you'll be a bolter in that sense, yeah. but um, <laughs> I think you'll go somewhere inside the first round or maybe just outside in the early second round. He's got some great athletic traits. You know, He's got the elite speed, elite agility. His endurance is pretty good, um, but a vertical leap, outstanding. You see him out at quarter and he's playing in the ruck at 195 centimetres yeah. against sort of 200-centimetre uh, rucks. So, yeah, where he plays at next level is a big question mark. Uh, his decision making and ball use can probably be a bit better. He's got a long right foot kick, but and that helps. But yeah, very long kick. Yeah, he kicked I about think sixty, can't he? Yeah, I remember one game out at quarter. I think it was against Western. He had a set shot from about seventy meters out and just made the distance it missed. But um, yeah, it shows he can kick long. I think for him, clubs are groomed to play him at centre half back. And yeah. you know, Alex Rance was sort of in a similar mould when he came through the system. So I think a few clubs look at that and go, hey, "We might have a chance here." But he's probably. This sounds probably might sound bad, but he's almost a boom or bust. I think um, he could be probably one of the better players to come out of this draft pool, or he could be that, you know, and you use that John A. Marsh type. He's got those all those athletic traits, but just can't make mm. it as a tool. So, look, I think he's one that'll make it, and I know Corder think he can be a midfielder long term, but be interested to see what ha- happens there. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where he goes. Speaking of Bolters, perfect segue here. Uh, we'll move on to Nathan Murphy from uh, Oakley Chargers. He's a cricket convert. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, Nathan from Sandy Dragons. He um, had a really oh, sorry, good year. I got him mixed up with Ed Richards. So. Yeah, no, um, yeah, Nathan's had a good year. Brighton Armour, he kicked 29 goals, I think, this year. He got concussed. Oscar Claverino accidentally clipped him yeah, in. Uh, those ran, big arms. Yeah, <laughs> ran two at school footy. Um, he manned up on him and he absolutely clipped him. And so mm. Nathan missed round three against St. Kevin's for Brighton. So had the last seven games for Brighton up forward. And it was probably the game down at May 10, I think it was down at Geelong Grammar that probably made Nath. Uh, it was right when all the talk was about Will Sutherland, you know, what's he going to do? Is he going to play footy? Is he going to do cricket? Um, we know Will's doing cricket at the moment and played a couple of games for the Bush Rangers the last few months. But, uh, yeah, Nath kicked seven goals that day, man up on Jared Brander. And since then, he's sort of been a revelation, jumped back into the Sandy Dragons program and then played on the grand final in the NAB AFL Under-18 All-Stars game. Uh, he's a sort of medium tall at either end. Uh, he's really got really good endurance base, and which is pretty impressive for a bloke who hasn't done any sort of fitness work towards footy. Mm. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. I think Nath, good chance to go inside the top ten. Then he's got a draft combine, a draft, sorry, invite 
to Sydney. So that generally indicates someone yeah. in the top 10 has told uh, Kevin Sheen and Mick Ablett that they're interested. So Collingwood at six is a good chance and St Kilda at seven and eight and the Western Bulldogs at nine. I wouldn't put it past them either. Yeah, it would be a good fit for all those clubs. Another one of, one of my personal favourites, Aiden Bonner, is uh, rising up the ranks. What do you um, give us a bit of a you know your thoughts on him? Yeah, the poor bloke's had two knee surgeries. So the first time he had an ACL about two years ago, and then he had to have it again last year. But it was just a, the graft just didn't take, or um, mm. so there's a few issues there. But yeah, he's 188.6 centimeters. He'll probably end up as an inside midfielder. Um, we only saw probably glimpses this year with him, and that's. The problem when he only sort of played five or six games later in the year that you just don't get to see the full yeah. season for him. But, um, yeah, look, he's going to be a very good player. And I think uh, as an inside midfielder, which you saw on uh, Grand Final Day in the Under-18 All-Stars game where he had 20 disposals and, you know, 11 contested, three tackles, five clearances, you go, like, that's a pretty good day. Um, I know it's a bit of his kicking's very good and... His athleticism was on fire in the champs. Mm. And uh, he's and built, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> oh, is he? He's there. I remember watching him. He was doing the runner for Haylibury early in the year, and a few people were going, oh, who's that? And <laughs> a few of the clubs were like, oh, no, it's Aiden Bonner. Just, just wait for him to come and play footy. But uh, he's 2.9 second, 20 metre yeah. at the Combine. Sort of suggested there's no issues around his athleticism at all. Yeah, he was another who really excelled at the, at the Combine and his vertical leap as well. That Yeah, broke the record, didn't he, in that one? Yeah, I think he was up there. I think Kyron Hayden broke the uh, one of the running ones, 102 centimetres. But yeah, Bonner was, all his results were outstanding. And you just look at him and you go, yeah, like he, he went from equaling the equal standing vertical jump record and then second place in the 20 metre. He probably couldn't have done much more. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and another bolter, Oscar Baker. Um, tell us a bit about him. Yeah, Oscar's an interesting one. I know there was a bit of talk lately that he might almost be a second round pick, but uh, you watch a few of his game in the Neeful, his numbers have been pretty good. He's got speed, he's got agility, can mark the ball well. He's about 184 centimetres, and uh, he was one that I think Brisbane Lions Academy cut him, actually. So, um, oh, really? There you go. Yeah, look, he'll be one to keep an eye on. I think um, I'm just trying to get a gauge on what club's sort of interested in him at the moment, but the talk is sort of second round, third round. You go back and watch a few of his games, I think it's for Aspley, and you know, he does little things that stand out and you sort of drop them down and you go, I'll, I'll follow this up. But yeah, he's, he'll be an interesting one to see how that turns out on draft night. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to, to the sliders now. We, we spoke, we mentioned him a little bit before. Jared Brander, do you think he's one who could certainly slide into that back of the first round? Yeah, he's a hard one to gauge where he'll go because I don't think Collingwood will take him at six and a lot of Collingwood supporters going, oh, we need a yeah, tall. Yeah, tall, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think he's their man and I couldn't expect, I don't expect them to take him. You sort of look at the list and who's got picks between sort of Collingwood and Jetta Western pick 11 and I can't see St Kilda going, I can't see the Western Bulldogs, mm. can't see Carlton. So you sort of go, where's he going to get to? Now, Jetta West got pick 11. Brandon was obviously in the academy before, yeah, before sort of March. Cut. He was yeah. cut out of it technic- on technicality. Yeah, but, um, yeah, they could take him. Adelaide at 11 or Adelaide at 12, sorry, to replace the Jake Lever type down yeah. back. But again, the issue is just where do they play him? And some clubs will probably see him as a forward. Some old clubs might see him as a defender. Some might see him as both. It's sort of, and that's the million dollar question because he just hasn't had the continuity play in the same position. So, um, could he get to Richmond at seventeen almost? I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't expect it. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind him there. Yeah, for but sure. I mean, you wouldn't put it past it. But I just don't expect it. Someone will probably take him in between. Mm. I know West Coast probably take a midfielder or Oscar Allen. I'd probably expect Allen, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you can see where Brander gets to because someone that I suggested to a few clubs, he'd be pick one, but see how we go. Obviously yeah. not. <laughs> um, we'll move on because uh, we, we need to wrap this up. We've gone, this has gone very fast. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, 
I just wanted to get to your favourites, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, everyone has a favourite. You've been watching a lot of Tuck Cup footy, school footy, etc. across the year. Give, give us your top three. Who are your favourites? Not just like the best players, but your favourite players. We're not allowed to have favourites, are we, Dan? <laughs> um, oh, no. That's funny. The first game watched for the year was out at Rams Arena. The night game watched it on tape. Um, Eastern Rangers against Calder Cannons. And there was this number six from Eastern that sort of caught my eye. I was like, okay, I'll jot him <laughs> down and we'll watch him the next week because we're going to Icon Park next week for round two. And uh, Riley Stoddart sort of stood out that day. Ah. And I was sitting there with... Uh, SEN 1116's draft analyst, Brett Anderson. And I, he's like, oh, keep an eye on this kid. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I watched him last week. All right. Like, and the infatuation Kick and started. play. <laughs> and um, since then, Stodd's been you know, superb. He played Vic Metro back pocket. Yeah. Nice user of the footy um, across half back and might push up as an outside mid. Kicks it well on a left foot. I'm a big left foot nuffy. And he can, <laughs> kick, the, and he can kick the ball. And that's a big uh, tick for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's one-on-one defending. He can get better. And I'm sure it will. Um, we, as time goes, but yeah. he's very agile, changed directions. He's got a footy brain, and I think he's someone that might find a home inside the second round, even the third round. But I tell you what, if you're a club that picks him, you're going to get a really good player, and I think he's someone that I've really liked this year. Um, a few others, uh, Nathan Murphy and Aiden Bonner, we've spoken about are two sort of ones that I liked for a long time, and I don't think many people knew about them in sort of June, July, but mm. they were always ones that, I'd, you know, all the Hallerid kids go this kid's the best player we've played with, we've yeah. played against. They go, this kid's the real deal. Just wait for him. You watch him in the gym, they're all going and they're all sending photos and stuff and <laughs> he's built, like, he's built. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, you see he, when he plays like that and obviously Murph, when you watch him play, I've uh, known Nathan for a while and it's good to see him going all right. So, yeah. For sure. There, well, there we go. There's our Barmer's favourites. You heard it here first, exclusive. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. I'm sure a few would have joined us just to see uh, Maddie's presence on the show. Thank you very much for listening. And catch us next week. We think we might be having a chat to uh, Jackson Ross uh, from the Rangers. So, And thank you very much for joining us, Maddie. You've done a very good job. Thanks for listening to The Trade Table on SIN 90.7, the home of everything you need to know about the trade and free agency period, powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table.